Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Tuesday, December 26th, 2017. You still have a few days to get in your top three games of 2017 picks. I am spending the last few days of 2017 looking back and talking about your favorite games of the year. People are sending call-ins with their top three games of 2017, including one game that you think nobody else is going to pick. It's been a lot of fun talking about these, and we're going to continue to do it through the end of the year. Three games, or four, depending on how you'd like to do it, uh, at least one of which is your dark horse, your pet pick, of a game you think is not going to get enough love here at the end of the year. Send that call in, download the Anchor app, and just press the call in button to send in your top three. As our first caller did, this comes from Eric, who's got a a great top three of 2017 list. Hey Jeff, this is Eric Trapp from St. Louis, Missouri, calling in with my top three favorite games of this year, 2017. Uh, first off is Super Mario Odyssey. Just such a delightful game, such a joy to play. So fun and imaginative and low stress. I just would be hard-pressed to find a single person who didn't want to play that game and didn't enjoy it when they did play it. Um, number two, Persona 5. I'm a big anime and JRPG fan, so all those mechanics are just very, very familiar to me, and I love the characters, love their relationships, and of course, I love that Persona style. Number three... Night in the Woods. Um, this might be the kind of like that sleeper game that didn't get as much attention as it should, since these adventure games I feel like are more in the indie scene and haven't really hit the mainstream yet. But I think it had a lot to say about growing up and kind of growing from adolescence to adulthood and, and especially depression. And I think it conveyed that very, very well in its writing. And it was just a really, really fun and exciting game to play. Great list, Eric. Thank you so much for sending it in. I agree with you. Mario Odyssey is a very, very special experience. Joyful, positive, wonderful. Surprises around every corner. And a real affirmation of what video games can feel like. I think Nintendo... It's amazing that Nintendo continues to be able to do this and to be one of the only people that can do this, which is create something that is wholly accessible for everybody that feels hardcore while it also feels completely open to very casual players. I don't know how they managed to do it, how they managed to keep reinventing their franchises and injecting fresh ideas into, into series that have been around decades. It's a, it's a remarkable thing, and the level of quality that they've been able to put out on the Switch in its first year is, is just staggering. And Mario Odyssey is an example of that and a truly a game I think that's going to go down as one of the great Mario games and really one of the great video games ever. So easily one of the best games of the year and a great pick to start off your list. Persona 5, I've talked about a fair amount and I love the fact that people love it. It just didn't get its hooks into me personally, as I've mentioned before. Uh, I do admire the art design of the game. I do admire what it's trying to do. 
I just felt like it was such a slow burn. I ended up not really having the patience to stick with it and therefore uh, didn't didn't put in the hours required to, I think, uncover what it is everybody else seems to love about Persona 5. But I love the fact that it it is a great game for everybody. You know, honestly, I think if Persona 5 existed on Switch, I would be playing more of it. And therefore, maybe have more affection for it. You know, maybe I would have fallen in love with it if I had been able to access it in the way that I can access Mario Odyssey or Zelda. Although I, I also didn't fall in love with Zelda the way people have. So who knows? Maybe that theory is out the window. But I do feel like Persona requires so many hours that if I was able to to just sort of interface with it in a different way, it didn't require me to sit down and carve out time in front of my big TV. If I was able to sort of dip in and dip out the way I can with Odyssey, maybe I would have stuck with it longer. I don't know. Maybe I didn't give the game a fair shake. I did play about eight, eight to ten hours of it, probably more closer to eight. Uh, and I think I got past most of the the uh, tutorial sections, if not all of it. But it just did not did not hook me with the writing. And I know a lot of people love those characters, but I don't know. I feel guilty. I feel a little guilty not loving Persona like others. But I'm glad that those voices are surfaced on this show through these call-ins. So thanks so much, Eric, for sending yours in. Uh, a game I didn't play at all is Night in the Woods, and I've heard this one come up again and again. So many people were affected by that game, I think, on a very emotional level, and so many people talk about it as being one of the best of the year. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sad I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I hope to uh, have some time in early 2018 to give that one a go, although the release schedule doesn't seem to let up, so we'll see. But um, a lot of people have emailed and said, Jeff, you would love Night in the Woods. So uh, I'm hoping that I will have a chance to uh, to play it. Nevertheless, a cool game to include on your list and a cool list overall. Thank you so much for sending it in, Eric. Next up, a list from Joe, who's got several categories to consider for the best of 2017. Hey, this is Joe calling in with his best games of 2017. My uh, AAA game would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, a downloadable game would be What Remains of Edith Finch. Just fascinating stories in that game. My VR game would be Invisible Hours. Uh, I love the way the interactive theater, you really could put a uh, hundred different stories into that kind of game. Um, my favorite sports game would be The Show, 17. And my favorite OS game was uh, Leighton's Mystery Journal, Cottrell and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. Thank you. Good stuff, Joe. Great categories. Let's step through them. Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, uh, one of my favorites. I've talked about it a lot. And certainly uh, in in my in my top three, I'll just spoil that. I'm going to give you my top three soon. In fact, you can hear my top five right now if you go to listen to the new episode of DLC that dropped yesterday. Christian Spicer, Anthony Taormina, and I stepped through our top fives of the year. So if you want a sneak peek uh, into what I'm thinking about for my favorite games of the year, we also came up with five games that we think are sleepers, that are personal games that we think nobody else is going to bring up. So check those out over at 5x5.tv slash DLC if you haven't already. But uh, good stuff, Joe. Love Horizon Zero Dawn. Absolutely love it. I just think it's such a near-perfect experience. And What Remains of Edith Finch is also one of my favorite games of the year. Nothing else like it. A truly emotional work of art that is exquisite, exquisitely crafted, uh, a lot of people probably ding it for not being enough of a game, 
but I think as an interactive piece of art, it is uh, truly transcendent and um, absolutely affected me on a on a very visceral level, on a very gut level, and has so many fresh ideas, so many interesting things. Each vignette introduces a, a brand new way of interfacing with the game, and that's that's a huge part of what makes the game special. And special, it very much is. What Remains of Edith Finch, great pick. Invisible Hours. Invisible Hours as your VR pick. I haven't had any time with that game yet. It's sitting on my hard drive waiting for me to play it, so it's in my pile of shame. Uh, I am very much excited to give it a shot, but uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if it ranks above some of my favorite VR experiences of the year. That said, the fact that you bring it up certainly makes me want to give it a shot. Um, and uh, other people have recommended it to me as well, so I'm anxious to get my, my face on some invisible hours as well. Uh, not much of a sports gamer myself, and certainly not much of a baseball guy, but MLB The Show has gotten lots of plaudits around the web, and um, I have no doubt that it is a really cool um, version of the game. I think that's the one that has the old 8-bit throwback sort of baseball stars style uh, version uh, mode in it as well, which I, I loved seeing and uh, delighted me as a fan of, of old school baseball on the old NES when I was a kid. And then uh, your mobile pick, The Layton Game, uh, is another one I haven't tried. So I'm glad that you brought that up. A really cool game to bring to my attention and to the attention of, of all of our listeners. So um, I'm going to have to give that a shot. Sounds like a really interesting, cool game. Thanks for your list. Again, guys. A few more days to get your top three in. Uh, love to hear either three games, including one that you think nobody else is going to talk about, or three games and an additional one that you think nobody's going to talk about. Just send that call in to the show, and uh, we'll we'll march along to the end of 2017 together, celebrating what has been just an amazing year for video games. <laughs> 